Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. Mind your business with the breakfast huddle only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle. Elliot Danka, Bharati Jagdish and Ryan Huang with you. Time now for Mind Your Business, the Travel Thursday edition. Mm, always very exciting, especially since we are opening up to travel in and out of Singapore. Uh, technology, of course, has been instrumental and has revolutionized the way in which we travel. It's made everything so much more convenient and fun. Now you can book everything online. In the old days, uh, I still remember when I was a kid, my parents used to have to call their travel agent for this sort of thing. But it has truly democratized travel, hasn't it, technology? And it has now played a crucial part in the tourism and travel industry, helping businesses with day-to-day operations and also improving the customer experience greatly. This massive change in the tourism industry is what we now call travel technology. On the line with us this morning is Daniel Lee, country manager for Vouch. Daniel, good morning. I understand you are in South Korea right now. Good morning. Greetings from Seoul. Thanks for having me on the call. I love Seoul. Wow. Let's talk about Vouch, though. We understand it's an award-winning technology startup. It's about helping business businesses connect to the travel industry. What more can you tell us? Okay, so basically, why we started this guest experience platform is because I think like what you guys mentioned, I mean, nowadays, technology is everything. We can get information, you know, very instantly. And we can do many stuff on our mobile. For example, like shopping, you can order food. So we kind of think, why can't we do the same at a hotel when we are traveling? especially in a non-familiar land. Mm. So our mission is to put um, you know, information and hotel services at the fingertips of all the guests to elevate the guest experience. And it's not just the guest experience that gets elevated. It kind of like increases the operational efficiency as well. So you know, especially now, hotels are facing like shortage of manpower and you know, they need to respond effectively to the changing regulations and pandemic situation. And that's how travel technology, for example, like a guest experience platform like us, come into play. Mm. Right now, of course, uh, we are seeing an opening up and that's why, you know, there is all of this need to create efficiencies in light of the shortages, the labor shortages that you mentioned. But I'm sure that when COVID-19 set in, things were quite different, right? I mean, no one was traveling, no one was staying oh, yeah. at hotels. So, so tell us more about the sort of impact the pandemic has had on your operations. Oh, yes. Um, I would term the, pan- the start of the pandemic, especially as kind of like the darkest days for the company. I still remember vividly, I think, in February last year, where um, the outbreak kind of started um, to take place as like a global pandemic. And people were really uncertain and people were really uh, afraid of it. Oh, it was it was pretty tragic in the sense that so business kind of like grind to a halt. Um, hotels were really fearful. Hotels were uncertain and they kind of put their existing contracts on pause. No one was trying to spend money. Everyone was not willing to meet us. Uh, there, was no, there was not much sales going on. Um, yeah, so especially during the months of, I think, the lockdown of April and May last year. Yeah, so it was pretty bad. But there was a silver lining in all of this in a sense that when the travel started reopening, especially like uh, reopening to staycation guests in the latter half of the year, 
it kind of drives home the importance of leveraging on tech, uh, travel tech tools. So, for example, such as us or other basically uh, other vendors, other technologies to drive operational efficiency. So, what started out the year pretty bleak situation um, eventually ended quite good for us. Uh, our total room count actually grew by seven times by the end of the year. So um, it was a very interesting year for us last year with the pandemic. I mean, both it caused our darkest period, but it actually, you know, boost our value proposition. Mm. I like that you mentioned value proposition because there are a lot of hotels that were already aware of this need to digitalize in that sense and, and use technology. With this value proposition, how, how how competitive was this space when you were trying to pivot? What kind of challenges did you go through in trying to convince hotels to, to get on board Vouch in that sense? The first part of the question, I would say that the competition is quite interesting. So um, now that we have expanded overseas uh, to the UK and to other markets, we find that the competition is actually fiercer in the European markets compared to the Asian markets. Because it seems that the European markets have actually embraced such technology uh, sooner than the um, Asian markets. And um, in terms of value proposition, I think one of the main hurdles that we get is that hotels generally have pride in their mm. customer service. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they always feel that the human touch, I need to have a human to speak to the person. I mean, that is the epitome of um, guest experience. Yeah, but what I always um, tell the hotels is that um, times have changed. Um, there's a growing amount of people that actually are more, you know, comfortable using their mobile. They prefer to interact via their mobile instead of in-person meeting. I mean, there will still be people who will really want to do an in-person kind of interaction. And my advice to hotels is that continue, um, don't change. But there's still a growing people who, you know, they prefer to do it via their mobiles and you shouldn't be, you know, neglecting them. And if you neglect them, you're also missing out on a huge, uh, you know, operational savings. So that's where I think travel technology comes in to try to bridge it. The thing is, Vouch was set up in 2016, I understand. How have the needs of the hotels and their customers evolved over the years? I'm sure there's some finer points that you noticed that others may not have noticed that you had to cater to as well. So what was that journey like? We work with hotels predominantly. And um, it's pretty interesting. So, for example, what the, I mean, the most major change that's happened is probably uh, COVID-19. So as part of COVID-19, you know, now we have a lot of social distancing rules. Um, you know, we have capacity limits for like the swimming pool, we have capacity limits for the gym. And all these are extra processes that can be handled pretty much by travel technology. So, for example, one of our main modules now, which is pretty popular in the uh, Asian markets, is actually the facilities booking. Because now a lot of hotels are trying to grapple with how to manage their crowds in their public facilities. And another trend that we notice is that more and more people, because I think, you know, the proliferation of delivery apps like GrabFood, uh, Uber Eats. So people are more used to ordering their food uh, online on their own mobile so we can see that the percentage of people transacting room service, for example, via our application platform against calling up the call center has actually increased over this period. So I think it's just a reflection of how people are getting accustomed to using technology for many of the stuff that we thought um, would be conventional kind of operations in the hotel in the past. 
We're on the line with Daniel Lee, country manager for Vouch. Uh, Daniel, I apologize. I, I should have asked this question earlier on. What are the markets that Vouch is in right now? Where are you strongest in? Okay, thanks for bringing that, that up. So um, we are currently operating about eight markets. Our primary market is still Singapore. We actually have about around 25% of the total room count in Singapore. So uh, that is also the period whereby we think that um, we kind of hit saturation because not all rooms, you know, the smaller motels might actually need us. So that's where we actually think about, okay, let's try to go overseas because we have this value proposition. And many other markets do share the same um, kind of characteristic as Singapore. For example, like high labor costs and, you know, manpower shortages. Mm-hmm. So we are in uh, many markets. For example, in, uh, we just recently entered the United Kingdom and we have been in Korea for about a year. We are in the markets of Hong Kong. We are in the markets of Macau. We have clients in Australia, in Europe at the moment, in Malaysia. Yeah. So we have about eight markets. Uh, some of them are through our, you know, affiliation with the local groups. For example, like Fraser's Hospitality, bringing us around the world. Earlier, you mentioned the disparity between the Asia and European markets, the Asian and the European markets. You said something along the lines of uh, the adoption rate in Europe was much faster and higher. Yeah. Uh, but now the Asian markets are getting on board as well. But even yeah. among your Asian markets, I'm sure there are some disparities. Could you give us an idea of that? I mean, between, say, Korea and some other market within Asia, uh, what exactly are the uh, intricacies of getting people on board? in the various markets? I think it's a combination of the preference of technology, the local customs, as well as, how do I put it, um, the, the local customs, as well as the way of doing things. So, for example, the preference of technology. So, certain countries like Korea and Japan, for example, they prefer hardware uh, implementations over, like, um, software so we tend to see like more kiosks kind of and tablets in these markets compared to markets like um, Hong Kong and Singapore, which prefers uh, a more uh, mobile approach, self-approach. And the other one would be um, manpower unions as well. So for Asian countries like Hong Kong and Singapore, the labor tend to be more flexible. So for example, when it hit COVID-19, many of these hotels actually reduced their labor uh, pretty dramatically. Uh, but for countries with stronger labor, for example, Korea or Japan, um, they don't reduce their labor. Their labor union is pretty strong and they do not have the culture of, you know, um, like um, downsizing very rapidly. So even if it doesn't make economic sense, they still try to hold on to their, um, their, their labor. So this kind of influenced uh, a little um, on their approach. Daniel, just as a final question, I mean, looking and and feel free to bring in how tech can help with this. Uh, We're in a weird situation right now. Singapore extending a certain amount of restrictions for another month. The VTLs are still ongoing. And the UK Health Minister has come out to say that COVID cases may go up to 100,000 a day in winter. No contingency measures for now. You at Vouch, what are you looking at as we tackle the next couple of months? Yeah, I think it's a really challenging period. I mean, I've spoken yeah. to many hotels and their estimations of when their business is going to revert uh, back to normal is vastly different. I mean, I have hotels telling me that they think by the middle of next year, they could uh, get back to maybe 80% occupancy. Okay. I have hotels who, who tell me that, oh, it's going to be like 2024 at least. Mm. Yeah. And 
like for example, in the UK, there are some hotels whereby um, they can only open up to 50%, uh, even though there's a lot of guests. Uh, I mean, the demand is really high, but they can only open up to less than half because, I mean, they do not have enough manpower to operate the whole hotel. Right. Yeah. So I think it's uh, really hard at this point because uh, we really don't know how the virus uh, will mutate or uh, what kind of uh, situation we will be in. But uh, what I think will be the main thing for hotels is that to stay nimble in their operations yeah, to, uh, so that they can actually, you know, upsizing and downsizing, scaling up and down is actually pretty uh, challenging. So by staying nimble in their operations, um, I think they can navigate the uncertainty better. Flexibility. Exactly. One last thing, uh, Daniel. The question really is, you know, in spite of all the uncertainty that you yourself have elaborated on, you decided to expand. Tell us why. Yeah, basically it's two factors. So one is that um, our current global uh, partners, for example, like the Fraser's Group, uh, wanted us to, you know, um, expand to their properties um, overseas as well. So that's one of the factors. So the other factor is that we generally feel that this product is not just delivering values for the Singapore hotels. So we've seen that the same modules when deployed in, let's say, in Hong Kong, in Korea, they actually deliver the same value. So we feel that this is a space whereby, I mean, even in other geographical regions, they can actually leverage on to improve their operations. And so that's why we feel that, especially post-COVID-19, where there is a major need for, for, for such a product, we feel that we can expand to fill this demand. Excellent stuff. Daniel Lee, Country Manager for Vouch. Thank you so much for taking the time this morning. Enjoy your stay in Seoul, yeah? Thank you, yeah. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.